what exactly does God expect of us? This question is posed by a scholar of the law, one who is keenly interested in truth, the truth that comes from God. He is interested in the truth so he can apply it to his own life and teach others to do likewise. Jesus gives the scholar the parable of the Good Samaritan. He illustrates with this parable what God means when he commands, love your neighbor as yourself. And the scholar of the law gets it. He understands it. It makes sense to him. But one does not have to be a scholar of the law in order to understand the meaning of the parable of the Good Samaritan. Whenever and wherever the parable is told, people get it. We all understand it. No matter our IQ, no matter our background, no matter our upbringing, it makes sense to us. The reason we get it is because God's law is built into us. God's law is part of our instincts as human beings. St. Thomas Aquinas speaks of this as the natural law. Our founding fathers followed this line of thought and spoke of self-evident truths. We remember this from last weekend's celebration of Independence Day. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed with certain unalienable rights, that among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The founding fathers believed in the natural law, the law that is written upon the human heart. We all know deep down inside what is right and what is wrong. We know that it is right to help the neighbor on the side of the road half dead. And we all know that it would be wrong to kick him when he's down. We just know this. So if we know what is right and what is wrong by instinct, why does God have to give us the commandments? And why does Jesus have to spend so much time and effort teaching us how to live? After all, animals do not have to be taught to do the things that are in their best interests. Birds don't have to be taught how to fly south in the winter. It's just hardwired into their nature. It is their instinct. But we human beings need God's law 
because of our free will. We choose not simply on the basis of what we need for our own good, as the lower animals do. We choose what we want for our own sake, whether we need those things or not. And so God has to instruct us. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not murder. These are things that come into play because of our free will. Our free will has to be educated and formed so that we might not act simply for our own good, but for the sake of higher things, such as goodness and beauty and truth. The soldier who goes to war, the student who studies long hours in order to get into med school, the father who labors in the mines so his children can have an education. These are not things that people do for their own comfort, but to be of service to the common good and to uphold the dignity of the human person. These are also the things that bring into our lives true happiness, not the happiness of a day at an amusement park, but the happiness that comes from a life well-lived, a life that leaves a legacy, a life that makes a difference. The lower animals don't give a hoot about any of this, but we do, and we need God's law to teach us what life is all about and what it is not about. God's law instructs and directs us to the higher good. We need God's law because we can fall into error about what is good. Our free choices to ignore God's law can build up within us a calloused attitude toward life. We can get into bad habits that make us less inclined to do what is right. We can get into bad habits by which we stop caring at all about doing the good. We can get caught on that slippery slope of selfishness, a slope that can lead to our own destruction and our eternal punishment. God's law lifts us up. God's law is expressed in the Ten Commandments. And God's law is expressed most perfectly in the new commandment that Jesus gives us. Love one another as I have loved you. These are not just words. Jesus goes to the cross to teach us what love is all about and to save us from our sins 
by his precious blood. We share in this great gift of our Lord's body and blood every time we are gathered at the foot of the cross by the power of the Holy Eucharist. With his body and blood within us, we are changed more and more into his image and likeness and made more inclined to choose the good, to choose everlasting life, whatever the cost might be. God's law is like the North Star, the fixed point by which we align our moral compass, the truth that defines our lives. Truth is not established by the state. Truth is self-evident, made even more clear to us by the light of God's teachings and by the Lord Jesus, the light who comes into the world to scatter the darkness, and the darkness shall never overcome the light. Truth is not the product of fashions or trends, nor is it determined by opinion polls. Truth is not the privileged possession of a few. Truth is accessible to everyone. If we want to know what God really expects of us, if we want to know the truth, and we search earnestly for the truth, we will find it. And when we find the truth, we will have found the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. And when we find him, we will find his body, the church. And when we find his body, the church, we will find the sacraments through which he keeps his solemn promise, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Thank you.